Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we're going to go over some Blackhawks news. Uh, I, there seems to be quite a bit of Blackhawks news, and it all came out within the past couple of days, and some uh, some NHL news. So, Matt, on on the top of the board, we got Chelly. Chelly's going to get his number retired. This is, uh, I would probably say, a, I wouldn't say controversial topic, but I would say this is a topic that a lot of Chicago uh, Blackhawks fans are talking about right now because. The elephant in the room is Brent Seabrook. Uh, you know he is uh, you know, he's number seven for a for an entire generation of Blackhawks fans that grew up watching the team winning. Unfortunately, when we were younger, watching the Blackhawks, Shelley was our number seven watching, and they never won a cup. So, um, I think that there's definitely um, some some very uh, upset people that that. Um, that he's that Seabrook is not going to be able to get his number retired with Chelios. Now the Blackhawks did put out some new some new requirements, which which I'll get into. I'll, I'll list all of the new requirements for getting your your number retired now. But Matt, what do you think about Chelly and this kind of odd timing of him getting his his number retired? It's weird, man. This, if anything, this should have been done a while ago when Brent Seabrook was still playing. Type yeah. of thing. I just don't. I, I don't get it. Maybe it was a deal they had with. I, you know what? I remember you mentioning it. Like it was part of the agreement they had. If he becomes an ambassador, he wants his number retired. I think you mentioned it before, a while ago, maybe. But uh, yeah, man. Like I sent out a really passionate tweet. I guess I said. Um, you know, like like you kind of just said, we, we both grew up in the 90s, and he was the man, you know? He was the man, he was the captain. A lot of kids that followed hockey, not many in the city and the state, had Chelios jerseys. I mean, that was, that was, that was like the captain at the time. He was the, the stud defenseman that we got from uh, Montreal, and, you know, he, he was good, and I think he played 664 games, uh, 92 goals, 395 assists, 487 points. Very impressive. Uh, For me, hearing him say that he would never play for Detroit, he would waive that trade and say no. And uh, just to, you know, end up getting traded there and resigning with them for the next 10 years is, it it hurt me. You know, I mean, people tell me to get over it and, you know, some things you don't get over and I you're not I alone looked, man there's a lot of people that feel that way I just it it's it was a great rivalry I know a lot of kids today you know they they're not going to experience the Red Wing you know Blackhawks rivalry because the NHL killed it they moved you know Detroit to the east and it, it killed a great rivalry but in the 90s man it was crazy I remember going to games with my dad there were fights in the stands and it mm-hmm. was it was insane and it's 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 bad, man. It's it's kind of like this rumor, like of Patrick Kane going to Detroit. It would be like almost the same thing for these kids growing up. Like, but it's it's not a, it's not going to be a big deal to them right. as it is to the older guys. It's like, what the hell is he thinking? He's going to go over there, you know. But that's how it was for us. And I mean, I took it freaking hard. And I just, for me, I think Brent Seabrook was a better Blackhawk. And. Yeah. Getting the cup three times and being a big part of it is why for me. I mean, this guy played Duncan Keith minutes. I mean, they 25, 30 minutes a game in the playoffs. He was a monster, dude, and he was a very underrated leader. 
I mean, do you remember when Taves was having his episode in the penalty oh, box? Oh, man, he was Steve he skated was so over there and said, hey, get man. your shit together. Get your head out of your ass. Let's go. And the dude freaking, he was a monster. He scored the, uh, one of the best cup, or the, uh, what was it? Was that game seven? He, he scored the OT winner yeah. against Detroit. And, um, ironically, and huh? it was just turn of the tide. Like we, it kinda, was. we had their number, you know, like it, it's our turn, you know, they've been beating us for like 15 years straight, man. And then finally, yeah. you know, we, we, we meet them in the playoffs again. We actually lost to them the year before in the Western yep. conference finals, yep. meet them again with, um, you know, with Marion Hosa on the other side of that for like the third time and th- third year in a row. That and, was 2013, right? When Siebes did that. Yeah. I, I think it was. Yeah. That was man. He, but he was, he really showed up in overtime games. Siebes was a monster in OT games and, I, I, I was, he was just reliable. Enough. Oh God. I met him a couple times and dude, he's a stand up guy. He talks to you. And, you know, I met Chelios too when I was a kid. He was, he was cool too, you know, but it was just different back then. Like they didn't really, you know, have all the stuff that see, like, you know, the, the meet and greets and stuff. It was just like, it, you didn't know about it. And you had all the social media now to say, Hey, we're having a fan convention type of thing. And, you know, Chelly got kind of screwed over. They didn't have that stuff. But uh, no doubt about it, great player Chelly was. Uh, it just Seebs for me is the number seven. And I just think it's bad timing to. I, I honestly would find it more respectable if they both re- retired the number together. I just, it would be weird. Like you got a number seven up there retired, and then what, two, three years later, Seebs is going to get his retired. I don't know, man. It's just, it's weird to me seeing the same number. And, and I know. You know, number three's retired retired with uh, Pierre Palat and uh, Keith Magnuson. But if you think about it, like, Keith Magnuson was nowhere near what Pierre Palat was. Mm. Like, Pierre Palat was a very good defenseman back in the day. and But, you know, he just meant so much to the team. And, uh, you know, he did a lot with the Blackhawks off the ice. And it was a good honor for him. They had to do it. I understand. But this is something that, you know, it should be done together. If if not, I mean, if you got to pick one, I think Sieb should have the honor alone to make Chelly like just like what he is an ambassador type of thing and whatever. So, you know, I think Chelly, you know, he, I'm based on you know what they, what their requirements are. Yeah, he checks off all the boxes and and I think that it it is a cool honor for him. You know, I've I've always been a fan of his. Um, even when he went to Detroit, you know, he didn't wear the same same number. He changed his number. And, um, and, you know, I was heartbroken too, but I think that in a way he is deserving of getting his number retired at the same time. Um, if I had to pick one, I think that it should be Siebes because Siebes won three cups with this team. He was a lifelong Blackhawk. He never played with another team. And, uh, and that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal to me. Um, so I, I'm going to read off the new guidelines for Jersey retirement for the Blackhawks. They just released this. Okay. And here are the requirements. A player must be retired for at least three years, which doesn't include long-term injured reserve. A minimum of eight years and 500 games played with the Blackhawks for skaters, 400 games played with the team for goaltenders. Hockey Hall of Famer or has played at least 1,000 games, 700 for a goaltender played more games with the Blackhawks than any other team during NHL career, 
among the most prolific Blackhawks at his position, as evidenced by on-ice performance, all-star selections, and major NHL awards. Exhibited and continues to exhibit strong off-ice character. Oh, that's a that's a key one right there, obviously, because you know who they're talking about about that one. Change the game of hockey. Additional consideration will be given to members of the Stanley Cup winning teams with the Blackhawks, along with the entire body of work by a player to the organization, which includes time as a broadcaster and ambassador. They're talking about Patrick Sharp right there. In addition, the Blackhawks have set the precedent that the same number can be retired twice, and it doesn't necessarily have to be done at the same time. Brent Seabrook, of course, is a player that comes to mind for the Chelios announcement, given that they share a number, he fits the criteria, but Seabrook will not be eligible to have his jersey retired until 2027, since he's still under contract with an NHL team. So, okay. So, um, <laughs> there it is. Uh, they're obviously they're considering Sharp for number ten. Um, if they do that, they should retire. They should put Amani's name on that banner as well. I was because, just gonna say that <laughs> because he was with this team, man, and he meant the world to this team, meant the world to the fans. Because everybody was gone, man. And this guy was still holding it down. Um, I think that they should, if if they're going to give this to Chelly, I think that they should give it to Amani as well. Well, look at this. 627 games played with the Blackhawks. Chelly, or um, Tony Amani. Nine years. And he had 541 points, and he was a plus 67. Uh, the, the closest team to that, many games played, was three years in New York. That was his rookie entry contract. 234. So, 627 games is a lot of games. And like you said, dude, these teams were bad when he was here. He was still potting in 40 goals. And I think he's a five-time All-Star, maybe yeah. six with the Blackhawks. So I don't think they will, but they should. They should, and he should share it with Sharpie. Absolutely. And I'm going to say, right, if, if they put Sharp in, well, okay, so here, here's the thing. Sharp won three Stanley Cups with the team. No so doubt about it. Yeah. That puts, you know, that puts him in, in rare air. As a matter of fact, if you won three Stanley Cups with this team, you should have your name number retired. They should tell Seth Jones that you need to take off the number off of your jersey and pick 44. Patrick Poulin probably won't have a problem with it. Okay. And they need to put Hammers number four into the rafters. Well, he, that's the thing. So, I mean, it, it's just weird to me. Like, it, like what happens if that, like, you know what I'm saying? So we could have two two numbers can get retired, but what if like one of the guys that's going to get retired, there's a current active player wearing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a little confusing. It's I I think that the locker room. Well, now everybody's gone, but I mean, if anybody is who's ever in charge of the jerseys, the jersey numbers, that that guy's got to have a brain. You know, say hey. <laughs> You can't wear two. You can't wear 19. You can't wear 88. You can't. Don't even try. You yeah. know? And that's what should have been done with Seth Jones. Yeah. No doubt about it. And someone dropped the ball. And that's somebody bad. Bad in the who's ever in charge of that. Or even Taser saying, hey, that's Hammer's number. That's my boy. <laughs> you know? yeah. You're not wearing that. I, I love, I'm glad you're here, kid. But 
no, you, you can't wear that. And, oh, I, and I know for a fact the Cubbies back in the day, I believe when Kerry uh, Wood was traded, they didn't let anyone wear 34 in the locker room. Like, they, they refused it, and they kept the locker for him still. That's how much he meant. Yeah. See, and that's the kind of mentality you need when it comes to that stuff. Like, hey, that's my guy. You're not wearing that number around me, no doubt. I think the thing about it, too, is that, I mean, Hammer's been gone for, what, five, six years now? Yeah, he officially just retired, I think, too. Yeah, but he's been with yeah. Arizona, so he's been gone a bit. But um, I, I, I do believe that they missed the ball on that, man. On Yeah, that's, that's just bad. Um, people got to think. You know, like you're coming, th- these guys, their careers are coming to an end, and eventually you, you're going to have to retire these numbers with that run they had. Uh, someone should have said, yeah, listen, man. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Jarmelson was huge to this franchise. Three Cubs, blocking machine, one of the best stay-at-home defensemen of all time here. You, you can't. You cannot put number four on. Don't even ask. But they did it, so. Yeah. So, well, hey, dude, uh, you know, Sharpie, just going, just jumping back over to Sharpie, I popped his stats up. He's, he played 11 years with the Hawks. That's one more year than Imani. And he played 749 games. I think... Uh, Maybe, I think I said six, maybe a hundred more games, but Amani still had more points. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I know the three cups overrules a lot, but it does, just, saying, just saying, Amani had some unbelievable numbers. He did. He did. But before we go any further, I got to let everybody know that football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Now, get in the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SHYTOMAHAWK to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SHYTOMAHAWK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or, vis- or visit www.1800gambler.net In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-3 Six, nine. In Connecticut, help is available for, prob- for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So back to Amani. Back to these old guys. Belfour. Does, yes. Ed, does Eddie get his number retired? Uh, you know what, man? I don't know too many goalies that wore 30 after him. Uh, maybe a couple here and there, but... yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, yes, because the dude was an absolute freaking, he shouldn't, he never was drafted. He signed a free agent. He stole the net away pretty much. Mike Keenan gave it to him. This gets too good to be on the bench and didn't get that cup, but man, Vesna's Calder's. He didn't get that cup with the Hawks. Wins, you know, uh, 
And Belfour has even admitted he was very young and inexperienced. Uh, he said he he had some troubles with some. He he didn't say soft goals, but he did give up a couple questionable goals when he was with the Blackhawks and in big games. But he said when he when he went to Dallas, he really he he the maturity was better and the focus was better, and that's why he was so dominant. And actually, he dude he he was better than Dominic Hasek here. Yeah. No doubt about it. They 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 had to let the dominator go. I mean, they probably thought he had some potential, but they had no was idea. Just on, dude, <laughs> he was just on. Yeah, but yeah, man, I think he's got over. I think he's second in wins with the Blackhawks behind Tony O and probably Glenn Hall. I'm assuming, and Corey Crawford's right there too, dude. Do you think Crow gets his number retired? I think Crow should. Yeah. And you know me, I'm going to say it every time. I'm not the, quite the big fan of his, the way he played. I thought, you know, he he was, he was had some questionable goals, too, that uh, he gave up early in his career. But I'll tell you what, man, in 2013, he was a monster. He was. He was a monster. And you know what? I think Ray Emery had a lot to do with it. He That guy was right there, ready to take that net over. And Crow's like, if I, if I don't play tough, this guy's going to steal my crease. And... Sure enough, Crow played awesome. He could have been the MVP that year, the Conn Smite winner, but gave it to Kaner, and I think Kaner was even surprised he got it. Uh, but for sure, I think I think it would be cool to see Crow and Belfort both, you know? I, and I'm, I'm just popped up Eddie's stats with the Blackhawks. He had eight years here, and wow. he had 201 wins and 138 losses. And his goals against average was... Oh, they don't have the average, but uh, the save percentage. Let's see, geez, all time 0.903 goals against 2.65. And his, he had 30 shutouts here. Wow, 30 shutouts. So, uh, see, I, I feel shooting. bad for the kids now, man. They, they, and a lot of kids our age is that missed out. Like, this guy was one of the best goalies of all time and like they had no clue we had him you yeah. know before Crawford I think Belfour was still the best goalie that yeah. we had and that's a pretty big gap in a lot of years of different goalies coming through it's almost like the Green Bay Packers quarterbacks against the Bears quarterbacks you know they had two in like <laughs> what 30 years and then the yeah. Bears had like 30 and 30 oh, years they had, well they had yeah. Brett Favre and then they had um, and then they had Aaron Rodgers, you know, and now they're yeah. saying this kid Jordan loves really good. So we'll see. It's crazy. It's crazy how it works out. But we had trouble. I think we're get, we're getting back to that. Like we don't really have a dominant goalie like that. We're, you know, that, that's coming up. We're, we're still he maybe he's not even drafted yet. So, uh, yeah, no doubt. Crawford, two time Stanley Cup champ. I think he deserves to be in the questioning of it. And I think Belfort should, too. But I think Belfort might get snubbed. And, you know, I think Roenick will, too, just because of the the way it ended, you know, with the old man Wirtz and how it, you know, all the back and forth in the paper and the media and all that stuff. And, you know, they're probably going to be loyal to their to their dad and well, now grandfather, Peter's, I'm sorry, Peter Wirtz, right? Yeah. Is in charge. I'm not forgetting. Well, no, I think Danny's chairman now. Danny, if I, sorry, if Peter I Wirtz, if I read geez. correctly, that said that he's chairman now. So I don't think Dan. I don't think Danny's gonna like Ronick either. Uh, but uh, Ronick was a freaking machine here too. 
which he deserves, you know, the to it, to be in the questioning of it too. I just don't I don't see it happening. It's just crazy the Ronix numbers retired in Phoenix. <laughs> and you know, he didn't play that long there, but it's yeah. it's retired. That's all that they got though. Well, yeah, they had Kachuk, and then, dude, once they got Ronick, well, that, that was a superstar, dude. Getting a superstar over there, that was yeah. amazing for them. And he, he, you know, I'm sure he had a lot to do with the 100 fans that they got over the decade, but. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. I, I honestly think, man, I think that they might bury the hatchet, man, and they and they, and bring Ronick back. Danny's not an idiot, man. He if knows Danny what's was up. smart. He would be on the phone with Ronick to bring him in the glass, in between the glass. Ronick is just that guy. He's, he'll, he'll, I think he's just good, like at live updates type of thing, talking to you during a game. He he'll he'll give it to you straight, and it's not fake. You know, it's not like what some of these guys are just so like rehearsed and they like Colby Cohen was it? He's like. He would say like just the 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 proper terms. Ronick would, well, even Darren Pang. Darren Pang did this with the Blues. He'd be in between the bench. And, Holy jumping! You know, he would say his catchphrase and look at that. Like he would just he'd, he'd feel like you're just watching the game with a fan. And I think Ronick would be like that too. I think I think Colby Cohen got better as as he went along. Definitely actually, found his role, man. Yeah, yeah being that actually, third guy. Yeah, yeah, I liked him. I really liked him in between the boards. I thought that he was really good down there. Seemed and, a little rehearsed at times, though. Like this, the the main, like the the brush line would say the mainstream answers and all that. Uh, the, okay. the normal type of. Yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, man, I actually liked him as 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 time went on. I, I think he'd be great. I think Ronick would be great in that role. Like interviewing the players, you know, like during the sure. game or the coaches and stuff, and and dude, he's just a people person, you know. People like always find their way to him, and he's he's always goofing off and joking, and you know, being he's probably really good with the younger kids too, you know, like yeah. that's Jr. and he's hey, what's up, kid? You know, giving them fist bumps and stuff. I, I just think he he'd be good for the organization. I just. uh I think it would be cool, even bringing him back as an ambassador, like with Shelly. Just, just bring him, him and Shelly up there in the freaking press box, signing autographs during the game, walking around, and I mean, people like that, man. I mean, I love seeing the old school guys sometimes more than the new school guys. So yeah, yeah, I'd really, I'd really like to see them do that. How many, how many points do you think Bedard's going to score in his rookie season? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. Yeah, I'm going I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, um, eighty-seven. Yeah, I think uh, he'll probably get over thirty-five goals, maybe. I, it, it is. It's going to be different from. Obviously, he's going to be facing against you know better goalies. He's going to be playing against other teams' top D. So he's going. I think a lot will be on the power play. I think Taylor Hall, if he stays healthy, is going to really help this kid, which I'm kind of excited. Maybe, maybe throw Lucas Reichel up with those guys a couple times. Could be good. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take that back. I think that he's going to get 32 goals and 69 assists. Okay. That's what I'm thinking because I think that he's going to be shooting and I think maybe Radish might be down there just popping in rebounds, you know? Could happen. Do you think that, I mean, can you imagine if he ended up being like Teemu Solani 
rookie year. <laughs> 77 just goals. like 70 freaking goals. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, dude, the, the media, that's what the media is expecting out of this kid. I mean, that dude, that'd be awesome. And, he, and that, that record-breaking goal, he throws his glove up there and does the duck hunt in honor of Tamu. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. So, um, really quickly, I heard that Ottawa is paying Jake Sanderson big bucks and he's only played 77 games what do you know about that i don't know much about this guy and i i even asked like the sends like twitter people or x people whatever you want to call them and <laughs> the x people i, I will the say 99 of them are a-okay with the deal they were telling me this kid's the real deal i was getting some some clips sent to me of him with puck possession and a shot from the point and I'm like, wow, isn't that a little, it's a little like uh, like a Jack Hughes kind of contract right after the entry deal. At least Jack played three years, you know? Yeah, and, he did. And 77 games played, what, 950,000 straight to eight something? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. But hey, they all believe in him and they're they're happy. I didn't I think I got one guy saying typical Ottawa paying the I saw that. Yeah. That that was the only one. That was the one the one guy that said something and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, but a, a lot of them are really happy with it and they're excited. And you know what, dude? They're locking up these young guys. They got Brady locked up, I think Stutzel. Uh, no. Stutzla. Yeah, this guy, uh, I think they, they the Debrinkat trade was a bust that didn't work out. Yeah, man. They tried, oh my maybe. God. If you really think about it, that's actually really big, man. That's a really big deal because they could have drafted Kevin Korchinski. Yeah, and that would have been even better for him. You know? look, look at the position that they would be in having this young kid coming up now. He would definitely be playing. Yeah, well, that just makes me nervous now. Like when Korchinski and Bedard, their three years are up. It's like, are, okay, are these guys jumping to eight million now? I mean, you base At it off minimum, these other contracts. You know, depending on Korchinski's, uh, on d- dependent on Korchinski's, I would probably say his production is going to determine on what he gets. But I would say at a bare minimum if this kid plays good he's going to be getting eight uh eight million bedard is going to be getting that it's probably going to be getting 15 million so if, our window oh, okay, is three okay. years so if you say that he's going to score 77 goals in his rookie season i was just saying can and, you imagine and, and he continues that he will undoubtedly be getting 15 million so from all these NHL guys, man, these pros, they're saying, like, dude, his shot is for real. Yeah. Like, it, Austin Matthews, watch out type of thing. And I, I, I think Matthews is the best sniper in the league. I don't know about you. I think he's the best goal scorer in the league. Obi's getting older, and, you know, it's time to move over for Matthews now. But Matthews is getting what? 13 or was it did it go up now 14? i think it went up a little bit he I thought he was getting 11 yeah. and he's getting a little bit more now yeah so i think 13 but you know so here's the thing darren mccarty was doing an interview and they were talking about who was better to play with in the interview fedorov or datsuk and he's like man there's two completely different players you know like fedorov was like a um like a sports car you know, and uh, Datsuk was 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 very different. You know, and um, he's like, but you know, Fedorov can pick corners so fast. 
that you would you would barely you know see the puck going in they'd be so fast but when they hit you it didn't really hurt that much but if you took a puck from say someone like al mckinnis where it's moving just as fast they would be really really heavy and uh, but he said Fedorov didn't have a really heavy shot but it was just it was just super fast i wonder what uh i wonder what bedard's is like because it seems quick he's got a very quick, quick release, release very quick release yeah and it's, it, it seems like he's just whipping them dude so i I went to the game, you know, where the uh, Hawks and Leafs had that trade off of goals. I think it was like a crazy high scoring game. It went to yeah. OT. Uh, Kaner did the showtime, you know, can't hear you. Matthew started it. But the game That's when winning I started goal, hating at Austin Matthews. <laughs> well, the it was game winning game. goal was Austin Matthews. I don't know how he scored this goal. Like he had. Maybe a split second of high glove against Anton Forsberg when we had him. Uh, dude, that shot. I was sitting in right behind the penalty box. And I saw that puck like just leave his stick. It was like a freaking missile. And he picked the corner. And they're saying that Connor's shot is just as good at his size right now. Which is wow. unbelievable to me. And I've seen his, you know what he does in the offseason? He goes to like a baseball like complex and he fires pucks in there. I've seen him doing that before and he would shoot against the mat and stuff and he would just work on his release, just snapping his wrists and snapping his wrists. And I was like, dude, this guy's dedicated, man. And yeah, dude, I think he, he could score. He could be our next 50 goal scorer eventually. What's really crazy is that he has this talent and he's got this worth ethic as well because, you know, you look at guys who, you know, there's a lot of guys out there with talent and they kind of just get by on the talent. But if you have a guy like, say, you know, take, for instance, Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, these two guys were very widely regarded as the best in what they did. But in the offseason, they were constantly putting in that work, you know, Tiger's been renowned for hitting the gym you know trying to keep get his body in the best shape as humanly possible and jordan was always working on something and when you have a, a player that's great like that and he's he's putting in work as if he's you know just trying to make the team it, it makes them even better uh, you know Connor mcdavid can also be put into that oh yeah they're never into that conversation yeah. on the ta- on the talent with the worth ethic to take it over the top and uh if you look at bedard man um you look at his body this kid's not uh he's not taking it easy he's not laying back playing video games and and eating doritos you know his he's kind of he's more built you know he's compared yeah. to Connor mcdavid a lot but i think a more fair comparison would probably be Sidney crosby uh he seems to be like that type of player i hope so dude yeah i i mean that's i Connor mcdavid is, is an absolute stud but i think he's lacking like the leadership and the drive that crosby had that guy just you know like Games that they're out, Sid would will that whole team, you know, even yeah. in that, that first Stanley Cup run they had. He, you know, he was such a young kid, and he just played awesome against Detroit. And, it, 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 and then they had two more 
Stanley Cups, I think, against the Sharks and maybe Nashville, I think. But, dude, the guy was a beauty. He's great captain, 500 goal scorer, and he missed a good chunk of time with concussion problems. Well, that's well. I'm glad that he got those concussion problems worked out. Yeah. But that was probably the reason why he's able to play today was because he had that season and a half, practically two years, of that, not that um, grind on his body, you know? Yeah, for sure. He, he he healed up. He needed that time. He needed it. Well, with going back to Bedard, I see like I don't know what to think yet. Is he going to be a shooter or is he going to be a playmaker? Cuz I think I've, he's I've, both. I've yeah, well that's the thing. I've heard that, you know, he's got a great pass, great vision, and he's a pass first guy. And then from other people I've heard and just by seeing it in those World Juniors this guy wants the puck, dude. This guy wants to shoot the puck. This guy wants to celebrate the goal after. And, he, dude, he took over that series, that World Juniors. And he was walking through people. And I, I think he's going to be more of a sniper, which I, I think the Hawks have seriously lacked in a long time. I think they were hoping Kaner would be that sniper, but Kaner was more of a pass-first guy. He still and, put up 40. Sure, but imagine if he shot more. You know, I, I, I think Connor, I hope Connor is the shoot first type of guy because we need a 50 goal guy desperately. We need a guy just potting in goals for us. Could be Taylor Radish. <laughs> I'm but joking. We start off with 20, man. That's a good start. It you know, is, man. That's how it Patrick is. Sharp started, dude. It, it, he's got somebody he had a breakout the season, and then the next year he put in, I think, 30. 35. Yeah. I mean, it, you put him with good line mates, he's going to put up numbers. And, you know, a lot of these new Hawks that we got in the last couple of years, they got to be really excited. I mean, you just got a generational talent. I'd be like, dude, I'm going to work my ass off to try to be on this guy's line. Well, and Radish should be right on there, you know? You know, something that made Kaner really good was that he, he kept people guessing. It's like, what's he going to do? Is he gonna sauce? Is he gonna sauce this across the ice and hook somebody up, or is he gonna take the shot? Because Keener had a pretty, he had a pretty uh, fast shot, and I think Bedard would is very similar to that, where he's gonna try to keep people guessing on whether he's going to, whether he's going to pass the puck or whether he's gonna shoot it. They're gonna probably be like, hey, you know what? Respect this guy's shot, so he's gonna start dishing it off to people. Probably, you know, Taylor Hall, and Hall's gonna be a forty goal scorer again. That'd be awesome. Well, you know what Kaner did that I, well, the goalie that fell victim to that philosophy you just said, like who couldn't, he didn't know if he was going to shoot or pass first. It was always Roberto Lolongo, dude. Mm. I think Lolongo had the hardest time against Kane because I yeah. think he, he would almost play it like, okay, this guy's definitely passing. And Kaner would just bury one high glove. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, Lolongo just gave that up, you know? Yeah. And, and then he, oh, Kaner's trying to wrap around on me and he scored. What the frick is going on? You know, and it, he got that hat trick in 2009. And, Off the <laughs> and I just, he had a hard time against uh, Patty Kane. Yeah, he did. He did, man. Uh, really exciting. I can't believe, you know, we're about. Um, actually, now that I mention it, you know, Edmonton, those guys, I think all 22 guys have already reported to camp. They're already 
to two weeks early. They're yeah. uh, they're getting things going. Boston, I saw some Boston guys too. Lucic, yeah, yeah. Lucic, Lucic is there. He's yeah. they're they're getting it going. Uh, Bedard is in Chicago. Uh, I saw him with Connor Murphy, Feligno, and uh, Lucas Reichel. So a lot of guys are they're getting things ramped up early already. Uh, camps don't start for a couple of weeks, but I think that they're getting the get to know you process going. Um, trying to probably get feel more at home it is important that's important. it is it is do you and, think they um, paid felino extra bucks just to follow him around in the city too off the ice oh uh, i would just say hey you follow him wherever he goes just um make sure. i i think that maybe they've got um i know caner has called him and and talked to him i, I think they're they might be looking for that to happen um them looking for that to happen organically because i think felino's got a family so oh sure <laughs> you know, sure but i'm just saying be more is a more is a joke like he's the bodyguard you know oh I, right i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be all over this guy and making sure he's doing the right things and no one's messing no with him. i i think felino it actually is going to be more of a um, a tone setter in the locker room uh, than anything. Um, I think that they're going to have him in there like, hey, look, um, we don't want any fucking around going on in the locker room. We don't want any hazing or we got a lot of young guys coming in. You know, we don't want anything crazy and we want to make sure maybe he's like the locker room dad in a way because be. I think Corey Perry is going to be yeah. a bodyguard. And I do think Felino is going to have that that natural like don't don't touch my teammate or I'm going to freaking kill you mentality too. Yeah. But dude, we, we forgot to talk about one of the most, the biggest stories I think that got overlooked because of the whole Chelios thing. The rumor of Patrick Kane and his, um, his surgery, everything's going well, his recovery. Yeah. I think he, there's a rumor of him wanting to join the Red Wings with his old line mate, Alex Dabrinkat. I don't know what you think about it, but for me, I think this would just absolutely kill these young kids. You know, see, well, like I did say, like they don't know the rivalry, but for me, if Kane went to Detroit, dude, I mean, that would sting. It would sting a little bit. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch the game, man. It it would sting a little bit. To see him with that wing wheel on, 88. And you know what? He's got history of playing there too. Oh, really? And, yeah, I think he played a couple junior years there, and he, I think he lived with Pat Verbeek, former NHL player, and I wow. think he's the current GM of the Ducks. Yeah, but it drafted Leo Carlson. He's got a little bit of roots <laughs> there, and and you know his buddy, his uh, his trigger man, former uh, sniper here, Alex DeBrincat, said well, you he was know his what? best friend, one of his the- best friends ever in hockey. I will say that we've got a we got a kid that can shoot the puck here too now. Sure, we do, <laughs> but that's but more it, of a Davidson would, thing, though. It would still hurt a little bit seeing that. Yeah, I agree. And you know, you don't want him to be successful if he goes over there. And it sounds mean, but I I, I hope he sucks if he does go there. Me I don't, too. I don't I, want I don't want him to succeed there. You know, seeing the seeing the Rangers get blown out, you know that was great. Uh, but you know what? He looked good he, though. I thought did. Kaner looked good, even with the bad hip. He looked yeah. like better than the bread man did. He looked better than um, than a lot of guys did. So yeah, he he. You know what? He had a big moment where he stole that puck and just had oh, a breakaway. Yeah. He made that other goalie look stupid, and he looked oh, he good, man. He looked like Showtime Kaner from. 
the 2010 era. Oh, man, I would love, I, I wish Davidson would say, hey, you know what, man, just come finish your career here. Yeah, just you know? quit, quit being a bitch. Just say, just, hey, come on. Hey, whatever time you need for your hip, whatever time you need for your hip, go ahead and take it. Um, but we want you back. Um, just come in and finish your career. Uh, here, you know, have the sea while you're at it, you know? Dude, I would love that. I why would not? Love that. I would freaking I don't love see that. why not. I don't see what it would hurt, you know? Like, this team is going to be, th- this team is going to be getting along anyways, you know? This team is going to be yeah. gelling. It's a, it's a brand new locker room anyways. I so, mean, I uh, just don't know why they wouldn't. Like, it's not... <laughs> It's not like a big deal. Like we're we're right. moving on from Patrick Kane. Like why? Yeah. Why? It's not like it. It's his salary's gone. The the ten point five hit. It's not there anymore. Right. So if anything, you're gonna get him cheaper and less term. I mean, come on, it can't hurt. I just I just don't know why they're so fast to get rid of that. You know, legendary Patrick Kane. Like I could see if it's. You signed, say, like Andrew Shaw to like a ten year deal, and it's finally just ending. Okay, it's Andrew Shaw. He's still he's good and everything, but like, oh, we we got to move on from this guy. It's it's not it's Kane. He he's like literally royalty. If anything, just give him one year. You know, yeah, say one year, eight million, seven million. Just come on in, wear the C, go off into the sunset and play with Connor Bedard a couple of years. You know, something well, the like problem that, is, but, is that he's going to score probably score a hundred points with Connor Bedard. Yeah, it's gonna be like, oh, whoa, what happened to this Kane? Why wasn't he not in done New York yet. last yeah. year? Well, it's kind of, isn't it crazy when you have somebody who could who can play, play? with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, even with the Brinkat, he was good. They put up some good numbers. Yeah, they, they did. just can't do it all. You know, they can't all do it alone. The Brinkat can't do it alone, man. You need a King freaking can. team. Look, that's a perfect example. It's Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. The, the guys cannot do it alone. Maybe in the season they can light it up, outscore their problems, but... In the playoffs, dude, it's tight. It's tight hockey, old time hockey, and goalies are gonna steal some. And Connor's not can't be on the score sheet every game. As, yeah. uh, during the season he is, but sometimes the playoffs it's it's low scoring, man. Well, cool, man. That was a good one. I had a lot of fun. Guys, do us a favor. If you have any questions, get us on uh, Twitter. We're always on there talking to people, talking hockey. The camps are opening up, I believe, in two weeks, but guys have already reported, so they're already getting it going. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This is Tomahawk. We're out of here.